You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Aftermath Podcast, episode 16. I am your host, Christopher Tenpenny, and I am joined with my co-host, CJ Jones. CJ, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing, Chris? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little down. I'm a little down. Chiefs lose yeah, to the Raiders. Both times, both times, yeah. 40 to 32. They both and, great, man. Dang it. <laughs> right? I mean, we're getting close. You know what it's supposed to have? We were talking about how uh, bad car is in Arrowhead and how the Chiefs are 28 and 2 against the division in the last 30 games. And how exactly. I, there was a story, you know, how they're like four games away from not losing for a whole year. All that came out this week. It was so close. So close. And it bit us in the butt. Bit the Chiefs in the butt. Lost. And, you know, honestly, I know they had it kind of had a chance at the the end of the game. But that second half, specifically the third quarter, man, it just felt like we didn't really have a prayer to win that ball game. No, man, you you were right, man. They were running the ball the entire game. Josh Jacobs had a hell of a day. And that's usually the formula to beat us, man, when it comes down to the way that that's the formula that Baltimore wanted to use. They just just couldn't execute it, but they don't have the receivers to get open. But they had some deep plays, like Nelson Aguilar made some plays, Josh Jacobs made plays, Darren Waller. Um, same thing with Tennessee last year. That's how they just run the football on us and make plays in the play-action game. So our defense didn't do us any favors. And I know you're going to get into the, to the linebacking crew even more, but they kind of disappointed us a little, a little more again today. But it'll be all right. Yeah, and it wasn't like – I'm going to be completely honest. Like the linebacking court it wasn't the issue. It was one linebacker, Ben Neiman. I mean, I wouldn't try to say, say any names. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to just call it like I see it. Hey, Anthony it Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens, he came out with an injury, came back in, played like a madman. I was really impressed with his effort trying to get the defense to rally around him. Willie Gay, you know, plugged some holes. Uh, Damian Wilson, he, he wasn't quite as big of a factor as I would have liked. He was a little late, but it was really number 56 out there that you just noticed on a regular basis, like getting burnt, missing a tackle, or when he is making a tackle, it's 10 yards downfield, like, it his he just it's just so frustrating to watch him, man. Like Bro, at this point, why are, why is he still on the? I've been on this since week eight last year when Aaron <laughs> Jones torched when Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones torched us on Sunday Night Football. Like that was okay. when Ben Neiman first showed up. Like and he could not be a coverage linebacker, and yet he's still part of the system. And it just frustrates the hell out of me and Dan Sorensen's not off the hook either and Shavarius Ward aren't isn't off the hook those two players didn't play very well either but Ben Neiman for me is the one that just was just driving me insane oh, all yeah. game it's a, it's a reoccurring thing bro you're not the only one I hear that from a lot of people like even like the casual fan and like the diehard football fans who know every detail Ben Neiman's name comes up a lot and I don't like to get on one guy and like to bash one name because I was at the loss wasn't on one person like wasn't all his fault but for that particular group, we would want to believe that, okay, if one guy is struggling, then maybe he needs to, like, take a step back and give someone else an opportunity, i.e., like a Willie Gay or someone else, or even like a Dar- Darian O'Daniel or someone to step in and see if they can make a play as well or they can cover better than Ben has been doing. So, and like, and obviously we're rooting for Ben. We don't say we don't want him to play anymore. We just want him to play better. So, but when you don't do your job, you have to give someone else an opportunity. That's how the NFL works. It's a next man up mentality. It's a next man up league. So if you're not, doing the job you have to find ways to get someone else involved to 
try to take his spot and try to get that production back up because that had that's really the only probably weak part of our defense. Our secondary, for the most part, up till today, really played good all year. I mean, obviously coming into the game, um, a lot of people were expecting us to really shut down Derek Carr because usually him playing on the road comes to Arrowhead. He doesn't really have played that well here, but coming into the game. The big key for me, the factor was wondering if Henry Rose was going to be active, and he was active, and he made big plays down the field twice. He had the big catch down the field, which was a good one on Fenton, and then he made the good um, play action throw right up and down the field. And you speaking to Dan Soros, and I don't know what he was looking at. I think he was doing – it was cover one over single high. And I know I don't think he was the robber, or he didn't know he had deep third, but he left the middle of the field wide open. He really just left it clean, and Henry just ran past everybody. So Ruggs made plays. No, so Aguilar had a good deep, uh, deep ball and a touchdown as well in a play action. So – Derek Carr shocked me, bro. He played way better than I expected him to do. I expected good games from um, Josh Jacobs because he's their best player. I expected a good game from Darren Waller because he's such a big target. And for the love of me, Chris, if I ever see um, Dan Sorsen cover Darren Waller again, oh, I may gosh. pull my hair out of my head. I'm not lying, bro. Why is he covering him? Why isn't like Ty Matthew or Juan covering him? That's their best receiver weapon. I really don't get it. But that's another conversation. So, But, no, those are some of my biggest takeaways. But other than that, I mean – um, Chris, I know he wished he would have made some plays. Frank kind of dibble dabbled here and there getting in the backfield, but they really ran the ball down our throats, man. That was that was a big takeaway for me. Well, Chris Jones, in my opinion, is the only one that showed up. You know, he was he made some plays. He put some pressure on. Frank Clark was disappeared completely. Um, you know, Fenton and Tyron got burnt a couple times. I thought, and, I thought Breezy played well. He probably would have got one of the better Yeah, yeah Breeland played all right. But, I mean, honestly, I know a lot of people thought it was funny, and it is kind of funny. But did you see that he tweeted after his interception? He responded to Ryan Clark. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, how are you going to tweet after? Isn't you in a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's such a minor thing. And I don't know. It's not the reason they lost. But it just it's another factor. It shows a little bit of a lack of focus and kind yeah, of where like, their head's out. Like, like, why do you have your phone in your hand? Like, focus on right. the game. <laughs> right. They feel invincible. And, like, I mean, it was a good wake-up call for the defense because yeah, they yeah. were they were ranked, what, like second by DVOA, like in the league or whatnot. But look at look at their opponents. Like, Sean Watson playing on Thursday night with a bad football coach with new weapons, completely new weapons. Yeah, by no, new yep, that's 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 a bad matchup. Next week you get to play a rookie and he torches you for three hundred yards. And I mean that like until the game started. <laughs> right, right. He still torched you for 300, 300 yards. Then you go the next week and you get up and Lamar Jackson struggles and that's why the pass nards were so low that week three. And week four, where the Ravens and Patriots were unable to throw the ball because of poor quarterback play, it gave us this false—it gave us this false confidence that the secondary had turned a corner. And they're not as bad as they play today, but they're not as good as we were talking about them Facts. in the previous four weeks. Facts. Exactly, I, I agree with you, buddy. I think a lot of people were trying to make it out to be we have like the best secondary in football. We're very good. Where we are two two years ago, like you just said, Chris, we've made miles and bounds of strides to get where we are today. But we're, we still have a lot more work to do. So you're right. Right, right. So, I mean, and we were guilty of it too. That's like, we, you know, after the four pick or three pick, four turnover game against the Patriots, you're feeling good. The secondary looks nice. And we kind of, we, we were guilty of riding that rave too. But when you sit back and really think about who they played and look at the numbers, like, yeah, it was, it was a little bit inflated or I should say deflated because of four games and two poor quarterback performances. That's going to make exactly. the numbers look better. Still going to be a lot of work in progress. I mean, Ward, I don't know what his problem was today. Like his yeah, cast didn't affect didn't affect his ability to run, you know, and he's normally a pretty fast corner. So that was a little frustrating to see. But, you know, while we're sitting well, I know we're sitting here being up on the defense, they did make some adjustments in the second half. They did force two three and out start of the third quarter. 
So we can't blame it all on them. Yeah, it's, it's not all on them. It's just like when you have such a – that's the game plan for most teams. So basically when most teams who are very good running backs or who want to come in and keep us off the field who don't want to get in shootouts, the game plan is going to come down to what does our defense accomplish because teams are going to test them and say, we're going to run the football and can you stop us? That's the game plan when we play teams like Tennessee – Baltimore, the Raiders, even the Patriots, they want to run the football and keep Patrick Holmes and our offense on the sideline and eat up possession. So if they can win the time of possession and hopefully win the turnover battle, that's when teams, they feel they have a good shot to beat us. And most of the time, our games do come down to our defense. Now, like you said, it's not a one-sided game. All three phases have to make their part and do their part to win to win the game. So offenses, when you do get your opportunities, you have to know you're not going to have that many because they're going to run the ball a lot to keep you on the sideline. So when you are on the field, you have to make it count. You can't have quick three and outs and have your defense right back on the field after a 10, 12, 4 play drive, 14 play drive that took them maybe five to eight minutes and they're over there sucking wind. And they're over there on the bench trying to get ready. Now they got to go do it all over again. And that's when you get big plays and mis- miscommunication and missed assignments. So um, it's not all on the defense. Our offense could have played a lot better. We had too many three and outs. We had some missed opportunities as far as drops. I know Pat has some throws he wishes he would have had back. Um, there were some questionable calls, which is always there, but we can't really blame it on the refs. There were some plays we definitely could have made ourselves. We definitely, 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 Chris, we have to get Clyde more involved, man. We can't have that week one game where we ran all over the Texans for over 100 yards with Clyde by himself, and then he hasn't looked like the same guy since. He's getting great volume in the passing game. We're giving him the ball, which should still be even more than that. We have to commit to the running game, and obviously our prayers and thoughts are with Kalise. Hopefully he can come back very soon, but I'm, we have to get the status on his injury, but we know he had a, um, he had to leave the game today on the stretcher. So, Dude, but, he hurt both knees. He blew up. He, uh, it's tendons in both knees. In both so, knees. Yeah, so, so he's he's done, man, as far as I as far as far I'm aware. I know, right? So it's tough, man. But, yeah, we, we, have to, we, have to, we have to slip and swap like we always do, man. We obviously know we lost um, Tardif this year because he took his service over to Canada and tried to help people with the COVID incident, and now we lost Caliche for the year. So. We have to figure out a way to mission match guys, move guys over. Some guys have to be versatile, swing, and get and get in their position and try to help this team keep winning football games, man. But the ultimate goal for sure, I think we all would agree that Clyde has to get more involved. We have more of a balanced game when we run the football. Pat doesn't have to make every single throw. And I feel that people, like, we obviously know Patrick can make every throw, but I don't have to have that be our bailout. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to have, like, oh, he can make a throw to Kelsey or he can run back 10 yards and throw it deep to Tyreek every single time. We should be able to just run the football whenever we feel like it and be balanced to where the passing game will be that much more easier, even if Sammy Watkins isn't playing, which we all know he's been injury prone over the past couple years of his career. And he played, as he played a good amount of games last year, but that's why we have guys who like Demarcus Robinson, Miko Harmon, these guys, Byron Pringle, those guys have to step up. Because you're playing in that, in that in that room for a reason. It's a high standard. It can't just be all Tyreek and Trav all the time. Other guys have to make plays. So um, the offense definitely um, could have had some moments. That they made big plays, but they could have had moments I know they wish they would have had back as well. Man, their first five possessions, they did not score in the second half. I know. That's that's what gets me. And I, I'm going to disagree with you, man. I, I am fine with them abandoning the run game. I really am. Because it's like the, when they try to do it, on first down, it's not successful. And then if they throw an incomplete pass, they like to run on second and 10. And that's just infuriating. Like this, I'm sorry, this team is not built to run the ball, especially with the injury to Osimile, especially with LDT not playing, especially with Mitchell Schwartz not playing, having his worst year. And, you know, that's going to happen. And, you know, the guy's been underrated in a workhorse forever. But based on what I'm watching, the best offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs right now is Eric Fisher. Man, that's a shocker. That, right, right. It has been Eric Fisher. You're right, Fisher. He has been the best offensive. And that's scary. Like, 
Remmers had to come in, and you know he's fine. He's bad. he's the sixth one for a reason. A uh, rider, I didn't. They were getting a push up the middle. Like this Raiders defense was one of the worst at uh, at uh, getting after the quarterback. Like not just sack numbers, just like quarterback pressures. They were one of the worst, and they were getting after Pat all game they were getting back there bro with four people they didn't even have to blitz that's 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 my thing though like bro they're only rushing four and but like when you know it's so predictable to pass the ball and they're not even like you said they're not blitzing us they're just getting straight pressure it makes it easy on the secondary but you have to make the secondary adjust to put a single high safety or rosemary in a box to make them respect us but we if they're going to play too high all day and then just only rush four we have to run the football like, we have to find some way to make some holes and get over. I don't know if we got to go to a zone scheme. We want to do gap man or do more RPOs. We have to find ways to run the football. I'm not saying we have to be the most dominant team in the league at it. I'm not saying we have to do that. But we have to find ways to be effective to make it easier. So second and 10 isn't always second and 10. How come we can't have second and five or second and six? Something. But if we keep running the ball on first down and having no effectiveness, you can't just abandon the run because then you get predictable. I can guard you, but I know what you're going to do every single drive. Okay, you're going to throw it deeper. You're going to roll out and try to do a play action. So, but if you have no run game, it makes it easier on the defense. Even the defense, like you just said, as the Raiders, who were giving up yards to everybody. They were letting Josh Allen last week go crazy, and we couldn't run right. the ball at all. So, we have to find ways to open up holes for uh, for Clyde, man. I'm not saying he has to lead the league in rushing, but you feel me what I'm saying, Chris? Like, we have to be effective to have, find some kind of balance. We ain't got to be top five in rushing, but we got to be somewhere up in, in, in the upper half. No, I know. I get what you're saying, but still, it's just – it, maybe they need to abandon how they're currently go attacking the run game, yeah, which is about it. Yeah, I feel yeah, like they need to get more creative and they need to stop their creation needed to being just reverses with Tyreek Hill because the Raiders finally caught onto that on a big third down play. Facts. You know what other play really got me frustrated was the fourth and twenty, or maybe it was the third, the third and twenty where Pat kept the play alive, went in the corner and found Kaiser for like twenty two yards. And he just dropped it like that play to me. I think it was what twenty four to twenty four to thirty still at that point. That was right after the Raiders had scored and missed the extra point. You had an opportunity to go down the field, score, and take the lead. And you've got because of the injury to Watkins and because of the pressure, the, the Chiefs were forced to start going into two tight end sets more to try to chip and to keep and protect. And Pat had to throw to cut, and he you. He just draw. You have to make those plays, man. Like he that. doesn't get he doesn't get targets. And once uh, they feel they really feel like Ricky Steele Jones is back from injury completely, and like they trust him in this playbook, Kaiser's not going to be on this team, especially after that big draw. That just because Pat just made such a great play, Bro, keeping the play alive like he always did. Comes across the middle, and like you you just wish that was Kelsey that was there. No, yeah, that, 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 was my, that was my thing too. Like it hit him right in the thumbs. And right. I know they've been I know they've been having some. Um, We've been waiting for Ricky to come back. Um, I heard some rumors. I don't know if it's true. I think they may end up moving like Jody to um, tight end as well because I know he's a bigger guy, so he may end up getting some reps down there as well. Um, but, yeah, we definitely got to get some guys out there to help Trav out because obviously Trav, um, he, um, second all-time in catches for the franchise was a good record. But overall, we got to get some other guys involved down there too because coming into the season, we were excited to see our 12 and two tight end sets as far as using him and Ricky together. So. Hopefully Rick can come back very soon because they definitely need him out there for sure because that's everyone's game plan is really to just – they're going to double-team Tyreek. They're going to try to bracket Trav and make other guys win one-on-ones. And that was one of the plays, like you said, they they collapsed the pocket, tried to keep Pat in there. He ended, was able to evade and move out and was a great jockey. You know, on that play, he almost ran for the first down and he stopped, 
right at the line of scrimmage because it was twenty yards. Like, exactly, going to so be a long like, run. But that was that was a good awareness. So he's like, don't get don't get past the line because once you go past it, you're right. Mm-hmm. And then Kaiser got open, made a good throw, hit him right in the thumb. If you ever make that catch, man. So no excuses. But like you said, the guy really doesn't get reps. But at the end of the day, you're still an NFL player. You got to make that catch. So. Exactly. Exactly. It was just, it, it was just the story of the day, man. Just so making plays, but just not finishing the plays. Did you did you see on Twitter too that Travis was like? The taking the blame for the loss, he had I mean, eight catches. He's trying to be a leader, yeah, just like he yeah, had. He, he had eight right catches there. for 108 yards and a touchdown, man. Like, yeah. and maybe had one pass that he should have. Like, I mean, I have obviously the the all 22 is not out yet, so I haven't seen if he just wasn't reading the defenses and he missed a lot of opportunities, which may have been there. But like, I don't know how you can blame a man with over 100 yards of score uh, with the with the loss, especially at the tight end position. Normally, that's not where you win or lose ball games. So, I mean, I get what Travis is trying to do, but like. I, I just I didn't I didn't understand. He's had worse games and losses than this, and you know he's never done that. So uh, really, at that this seems almost like just a wake up call for this Chiefs team. They kind of felt starting to feel like they were invincible. That you know they could kind of play these half ass games and exactly. keep them close, and that they'd exactly. end up winning because they've done it what seven times in a row. Exactly. Seven for the last what, what did we say in one of our first episodes, Chris? We don't want to make that a habit. Don't right. get down and think, oh, we could just come back all the time because that's not what winning football teams do. Winning football teams play the right way. They don't just think, oh, we can figure out ways to make it work at the end of the game. Because that's a bad habit because that stuff ends up getting you what? It gets you beat one day because teams are just going to run the football on us all day. So, um, But no, I'll continue what you said. No, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It, it definitely is. Um, and I was actually – I was a half early on that Kaiser play. That happened at the – that happened when the Raiders made it uh, 17-21. And we got a chance to go and take that. So I was, I was off. I thought it was a second half play. That was a first half play. It was right. It was right before half time. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got turned around there. But um, what'd you think of the, of the on that same drive, the pass to Tyreek Hill? The no, I know we don't want to blame things on penalties, but what was, what was your uh, thoughts on that? I mean, that it's, it's a bang bang play. They easily could have called it. Easily could have could have been a no call as well. Um, I was, I was definitely shocked we didn't get that call because we're at home. I definitely thought we would have got the call because. Abrams was coming over, and then you saw Tyreek separate, and then the ball kind of hung in the air longer than I thought it would. And then he was literally there, like probably like a half a second or if a whole second right before the ball got there, and he hit Tyreek. I definitely thought, I definitely thought it was going to get called. I expected it, um, but then when they didn't, it didn't shock me either. It was a bang bang play. Um, I know the league has been kind of going crazy on calling PIs stuff this year, so they've probably been getting all these um, whack complaints from a lot of coaches talking about stop calling everything. So. Maybe they're just trying to make up for it. I hate it, it had to be today because I definitely thought that would have changed the game because if we would have – that was – the game was 17-20 to 20 at that point, right? So if we yeah, would have yeah, yeah. we would have could have made it 20 – we would have been 27-17. to 17, So that could have turned the tie because that was a big stop for them. They got the ball back and they went down to go score. And then they're up 24. So um, it, 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 def, it definitely was a, a, a game-time changing play. But like we said, we don't want to blame the game on the refs or one play. We definitely had plenty of opportunities after that to go out there and finish the game. But like you said, um, those, those, those plays are definitely a bang, bang. And it's kind of, it's kind of sucks to see those calls go against you. I know we always see it in other teams as far as like new Orleans over the years, or the Rams have had some of those calls. So, but uh, we, we just got to figure out ways to make plays and hit adversity. Like we, this is going to happen. Like I told before the season started, we're going to get every team's best shot. Every team is going to treat us like we're their Super Bowl. So they're going to bring out all the stops and all their plays. And there's going to be games where we don't even get called, even where we're at home in our own stadium. So we have to figure out a ways to win games. We just have to be disciplined on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you took the you definitely took the mature route on that call because I here when the play happened, I didn't have the issue with 
I didn't have an issue with the no call. That was I like, basically thought it was gonna be a PI because they hit. I could I could tell you hit him. It was like it was like boom ball. Like right, right, and he was his helmet wasn't turned around. Like I thought it was a penalty, but again, I try not to blame games on penalties, especially first half penalties because you still have a whole second half. Exactly. My issue was first off, Charles Davis making it the whole basically the whole game making it sound like he was going for the Raiders. You know, oh, maybe. he was, he was. He's a, he's and a like <laughs> like, and that's just kind of where the Chiefs are right now, anyway, because they're not. They're not a dynasty, so you can't like on their greatness like announcers do for the Patriots, but they're still better than most of the leagues are to get there, so people want to see other teams succeed against them. So exactly. I get it. That's just good in the nature. Charles Davis probably didn't even realize he was doing it. But like when when you saw it in slow-mo and he was he was like, Oh, and he was like doubling down on it, being like, Oh yeah, I was right. Like that's a good no call. And it's like, dude, like <laughs> he hit him before the ball that day. Like, like calm down. It's like, it's like a quick play. That a ref has to like, well, we have to relook at that, and you have to right. see the original call. And really, the only way you can overturn it is if it's clear, as obvious. I thought it, I thought it, it could have been overturned. It could have overturned it, but obviously, I mean, Big Red didn't really throw like because Andy did throw a challenge flag on it, did he? Like they were, the boot just reviewed it because it, because it was um it was, it was about to be before third down or was the third down play? Wait, wait on the on the pi. Yeah, on the on the pi was that was that was no that they, those aren't reviewed anymore, man. No, that's and what they, I'm saying. Like he, I'm saying, yeah, they didn't review it, but if Andy would have like thrown his challenge like to review, it was, was it within two minutes when that happened? Or was it early? No, no, it was earlier in the half, but early. they got they got rid of the challenging pi completely this year, man. Oh yeah, you can't even do those no more. You so. can't even do you can't it. Even challenge it PI. No, it's all in the booth. So if the booth don't say nothing, then you can't say nothing at all. No, so. no, 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 CJ, they got rid of it completely. Like pa pi calls stand. So whatever There's the no, call is, the call is. You can't do nothing about it? You can't do nothing about it. So whatever the call is, the call. Yeah, so, you know, 2018, the Rams destroy the Saints. So in no, 2019, they had that one in there. And 19, they, 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 19, they add the rule. And since it was like a also, 7%. Like at all no more. You can't even do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just back dumb. to the old way. Oh, that's dumb. I don't like that at all. <laughs> they had, the first way was better. And then they switched it. Then they went back to it. And they just took it all out completely. Yeah, there's no. There's I understand no, you, the, the, that way they had it during the Saints year. That little challenge that was stupid. I didn't like that. One. But the first play was way better. Now you just took it yeah. out at all. So you're really putting the game in the refs' hands. Honestly, it could be right. right. It's, they want to make their call. So right, it's your I first mean, call. If if they don't if they don't feel they want to review it or not, I mean, it's if so basically the only place to get reviewed really are scoring plays, or if it's not like a, like penalty plays, anything but a pi. So right, 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 right. I mean, but those are the uh, ones you come down to the game. So I mean, I, I I get the rule. I get the call. It's just. It's just it's such egregious when you see him like hit him right before the ball gets there. You're like, well, if he doesn't hit him, he probably catches the ball. And if he yeah. would have collided him as soon as the ball got there, it was like a, a millisecond before. So if they're really gonna take the calls out of the game, then that makes it kind of easier on DBs because now they could be overly aggressive now. So if they're right. gonna do those things now, so it definitely it definitely it, it was it was a tip it was a, a tipping point in the game, but not like a huge tipping point. Right, right. It was it was just definitely a talking point. Um, yeah. But I will remind all Chiefs fans, and I'm and I know most of the levelhead ones already know this. The Chiefs were six and four through ten games. They lost when week back to back games in week five and week six. Um, they had a lot of bumps, ups and downs, and they lost some games. And they still were able to win the Super Bowl. They lost to a bad Colts team last year. Facts. Take From a deep my- breath. This is exactly. how division games are supposed to go. Like, it's, just it's ask game, bro. ask Patriot fans during their dynasty how their division games against good Miami, Miami against bad yeah. Dolphin teams. They and, always lost to Miami and Miami. Always. Right, right. And like you know, Ravens Steelers are always like a bloodbath every year. Just because the Chiefs have been on the right side for the last for twenty out of the last thirty games, 
Does it mean they're immune to just divisional opponents winning? The, the 49ers, when they were completely healthy, lost to a slightly above average Cardinals team, but the Cardinals are not the same team as the 49ers are this year, you know, when exactly. completely healthy. Exactly. I know the 49ers got smacked today, but oh, they're, they're, they're pretty beat up. Um, but so, again, fans, just, just take a deep breath. It's it, it's actually good for the sport for the Raiders to win if you're not a Chiefs fan. Obviously, yeah. it, it sucks today or it sucks this week uh, during a loss. But in the grand scheme for the NFL, for football, for rivalries, it's good when this kind of stuff happens. The Chiefs will recover from it. It's a wake-up call. They're going to be fine. They're still going to win this division and have a chance to win the Super Bowl for the second straight year. Exactly. It's just one game. I think, like you just said, man, people just need to take a deep breath. They play 16 games, people, 16. So losing one is not going to do anything. It doesn't ruin your season. It doesn't ruin. And I remember, because we talked about, we heard a lot of talks of people saying we're going to go 16-0 or going defeated. Bro, that's so unlikely and that's so unrealistic. And that's honestly one of the most dumbest takes I've ever seen in my life. You don't gain anything by going undefeated. You don't get an extra bye week. You don't get a guaranteed spot in the Super Bowl. You literally just get the first seed. So what is going undefeated do for you? Nobody yeah, cares. Nobody, nobody really cares about that. I'd rather win the game and win the Super Bowl every year than go undefeated. I really don't care. So really, I was just saying the Colts of in what oh nine they went fourteen and zero and sat Peyton and all and Reggie and all the starters and, and finished fourteen and two because they were trying to gear it for the playoffs exactly. and they made it to the Super Bowl. So I mean they lost, but they that you know again it didn't matter if they were fourteen and two or sixteen zero as long as you're playing in the Super Bowl at the end that's all that really matters. Healthy, staying healthy and getting guys out there. So. It's just one game, man. Like you said, it, we needed this loss because obviously you never want to lose, but there's lessons to be learned from it that you take it on the chin and you move on. You got to grow up from it. So, And it makes you have to learn that we're not invincible, that we need to still need to get better every week and keep that chip on our shoulder. We can't think that we're the favorites all the single time and think that every team is going to come and just lay down for us. You have to come out. You have to try to hit them in the mouth and try to go out there and get a dub. So you have to have that same dog mentality like we've been having the past three, four years just because we have – obviously the best quarterback in the game and one of the better teams. We can't just go out there and think it's sweet and think teams are just going to, like, lay down for us. So you still got to go out there and, and, and bust your butt every, every single day in practice, prepare like you would if it was a Super Bowl, and just treat that opponent like it's the best team you've ever seen. Don't try to overplay them. Don't try to look down on them and think that we're better than them off the jump. Treat every team like it's the best team you've ever seen, and you won't ever be underestimated. So um, it, it, it was good for them. You know, like I said, you don't want to see a loss, but at the same time, it, it was good for our defense to – take it on the chin, move up. And Frank tweeted it out that we have to be better. It was good. We'll move on. Tyrus had the same thing. So guys will lock back in and get ready this weekend. Now we have to get ready for the Buffalo Bills. So um, it, it was not necessarily just – you never want to say a good loss, but there's lessons to be learned from the loss. Right, but and for sure. But do you think the Chiefs were getting caught uh, looking to next week a little bit because they're going to play a really so good like, Buffalo team? I think they were more so reading the clippings from like stuff like you, like you said earlier, like reading all like, oh, yeah. our defense is this, oh, we're doing that. We can stop anybody. We can score on anybody. I'm like, stop overlooking people. That's how yeah. you get beat. And the Raiders are a good football team, and they have good pieces. And it's the, it's the NFL, man. Like, who who thought Miami was going to go into San Fran and put up 40 today? Nobody. So, like, I guarantee you nobody took that bet of thinking the Raiders were going to come in here and beat the Chiefs and, like, the Dolphins are going to go in there and beat 40. the Niners. So, they put up 40. Like, that's crazy. Like, I think the line on them was the Niners winning by, like, I think six or seven before the game. They went up there and gave up 40 points. Like, that's nuts. So, um you can't – it's just like – that's just – it's just a test to the NFL, man. You're playing the best players in the league. You can't over-underestimate anybody. That's just, that's just how it is. You have to stay ready. You have to stay locked in at all times. Treat every team like it's the best team you've ever played. Don't look forward. Don't look behind. 
just stay keep the main thing the main thing keep locked in at the task at hand so um definitely now we have to get ready for a good buffalo team so about we'll bounce back we'll shake back i think that'll be okay how do you think this Chiefs defense will come out and try to defend, you know, one of the MVP front runners in I mean, Josh Allen? Thankfully, like you said, we've had a lot of experience um, playing mobile quarterbacks this year. Uh, we've we've got a chance to play Deshaun. We got a chance to play Lamar, Herbert. Now we get yeah, to play Herbert. Josh Allen. So probably only the one non-mobile quarterback we played this year would have been either Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham, who's mobile himself. Derek Carr's somewhat mobile, but um, Josh right. Allen is definitely a guy that's playing like an MVP. Um, they had they had their essential by week because I know well, the, the game is still pending to see if they play on Tuesday. Granted, if nothing happens, then they'll play on Tuesday first. The, um, the Titans will play the Bills, so and then we'll get ready for them as well. So, But um, getting ready for Josh Allen will be tough because um, he can run. They use him a lot in the run game. They use a lot of different RPOs similar to what we do or what a lot of other teams do around the league with mobile quarterbacks like Russ and Deshaun. So um, they have some dude, they have some good receivers in Stephon Diggs, um, John Brown, Cole Beasley, guys that can get downfield just like the Raiders did today. They have a lot of running backs they can use. Singletary, Zach Moss, Josh Allen himself runs the ball. So it's, it's going to be like a little similar offense that we've seen. Our defense to come out and have the same kind of mindset. We're going to do our first and foremost job as any defense is to stop the run. So if we stop the run, then we make our job easier on the back end. So if we stop the run, we make them predictable. Then we can let our pass rush go out there and do their thing. Like Frank and Chris. I know Chris will definitely want to bounce back this week. Frank as well. I know they'll be um, itching to get back out there. I know Tyron definitely want to have a big game. I know he was kind of disappointed. A lot of those plays, I don't know want to want me to backtrack, but even in the red zone, it was just crazy how like when they when they put Darren Waller in the slot, he was getting jammed a lot. Or even when he was on the line, we were jamming a lot in the first half. But then towards like the the end of the game, we weren't really putting our DBs in front of him during the game. We would let him get a free release. So that kind of threw me off. So I know that's definitely going to piss off um, Tyron and Juan this week. I know they definitely wish they would have played a lot better and given up a lot of catches. So. I expect the defense to come out firing. Um, definitely be pissed off. They flying around. I expect the offense to come out hitting on all cylinders as well. Yeah, Diggs is just what really, really scares me. Um, I think John Brown and they're uh, what they have a bunch of tight ends. They use Croft and Knox, and I think there's another one I'm missing. So they have they have a decent tight end core. Oh yeah, Knox. Nothing... Yeah, the Knox kid. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Diggs is Diggs is the one. That, like we saw what Rogues did. We saw what Aguilar did. Like. Those are who really scare me this week, and the Bills have put up 27 or more in every game. Um, they played a decent schedule, beat the Rams. It's It hasn't been too tough, I guess. They played Dolphins, who are a little better, and the Jets in week one, but the offense is for real on the Jets. Their defense, normally, they always have thought of as a defense first team, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. I think the Chiefs will be able to score with them and get in a uh, shootout if they need to, but like we saw today, um, shootouts don't always go the way you want them to. So it's really going to be, I think the focus needs to be on Diggs and Allen. I mean, single if Singletary beats you, that's fine. I mean, he's a co- good complimentary running back, but if he's the reason that the Chiefs lose, I think that's kind of where the game plan needs to be. Do not let them beat you over the top for quick scores. No, that's definitely going to be the top. I mean, obviously they're one of, probably one of the more teams, probably like yards per attempt and like, Probably like deep, deep passes in the league. We know Josh Allen is always good for like one 20, 30 yard bomb a game, especially with a guy like Stephon Diggs. So that's definitely going to be the game plan. We're definitely going to probably put Breezy or Traverius on him. I would probably think Breezy's probably going to play him because he's he's seen him before. Um, but I think that would that would probably be a guy that's going to put him on him. Um, I would I would probably if I if I was um spags I would try to see I would make. I mean, it's like they because they can run the football. Obviously, like you said with Singletary, I'm cool with him trying to win the game or Josh Allen, but I don't want them to get too run happy, especially with guys like 
Moss, Singletary, and even Josh Allen itself to where they get comfortable. You know what I'm saying, Chris, as far as like zone reads, RPOs. They do a lot of QB powers and stuff like that. I don't want them to get too creative and then they start play action and start sucking in our safeties like Juan, Tyron, and Dan, and then they start going over the top. So I would come into this game. Obviously, they're going to see the film. They're going to look at the – it's a week-by-week league. They're going to look at the film today and say, okay, what did the Raiders do to win this game or what did the Patriots do to give them a chance to win the game? They ran the football. So the Bills are going to come out and try to run the football. So if we stop that first and foremost, that'll make the job so much easier. So um, I don't want really want any of their running backs to have a good game. That's probably the only thing I would disagree on what you said is like, I mean, obviously I'm like out of all their playmakers, he would probably be the one I'm least, uh, least worried about. But if they're a team that's not running the football well, whether it be Singletary, Josh Allen itself, or Moss, then that'll give them a chance because then that means they're predictable. That means we'll get them in second long and third and longs. And then that'll give a chance of our pass rush like Taco, Frank, and other guys to have good games. So the first and foremost job of the defense for sure after the week they just, after the game they just had today is stop the run. When you stop the run, that makes your job that much easier for everyone on the so what's your score prediction there's gonna be a there's gonna be a tough on the bills Oof, they're gonna see that's my thing i'm trying to like i'm trying to debate because like they're supposed to play on tuesday versus the titans so if they right. do play then that means they'll they'll be on a um essentially because if the game will be the game will be on sunday correct that's it's, it's confirmed if they play on tuesday it'll be on sunday no it if the Bills play on Tuesday, it'll be on Monday. It'll be on, on Monday. If they don't play on Sun- Tuesday, then it'll, it'll be on Thursday, right? It'll be on Thursday? Oh, no. Could they? I think that, that'd that be too short a notice. I think they have to put it on Sunday now because they've waited till today. Okay. There was a whole thing out. and I, No, you're I, right. That's why I was trying to get clarification, but no, you're right. Right. I know that if the if the Bills play Tuesday, which is looking more and more like they will, yeah. um, then the obviously, game will be on Monday. They, then the games will be on Monday at four o'clock Central Time. So well, our third Monday night game of the year already, and a four. Right. O'clock, that's weird, bro. Four o'clock. Everybody's gonna be at work. So yeah, exactly. Um, so getting home from work, um, I gotta, I gotta it's gonna definitely be weirder. But uh, I know you, I noticed you're kind of dodging the score prediction. Bro, I'm not. I'm just trying to get all the details so I can get our fans <laughs> the complete. The complete. I need them to get all their options. They need to know the details. There's a lot of moving parts, uh, people. COVID is weird. There's a game canceled or rescheduled every single week, it seems. Uh, but we all knew this was good. This was going to be a situation coming into the game. So if the, if the schedule set like it is, the Titans and Bills play on Tuesday, we will play the um, Bills. That will be on Monday. I say we go into Buffalo with some rest time. I say we go in there, and the score will be 29 to 27. I'm going to give it a close one, but I think we pull it out. 29. That means there's a two point conversion in there or safety or something. Harry can get some field goals, you know. We ain't all got to be all a two point conversion. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah, could yeah. be an option, though. We, we that is a, that is, you know, Pat loves the road in his life. That is a unique score. Um, I I think this game, if for in order for the, I think this game is going to live in the 30s. Um, I think both offenses are too good. I think. The Chiefs defense, while they are better than what they gave against the Raiders, they're playing – they're not as good as they were the first four weeks, and they were playing a good Bills offense. So I like like a 34-31. I think this game's going to live in the 30s. Oh, wow. And that is uh, interesting because the Bills defense has not been the Bills defense. But, see, this is the game. Right. I thought about what you just did. I almost did what you did. I'm like, well, these offenses are playing really good. I think the defenses are pissed off. Because the Bills haven't been playing that good, and our defense yeah. playing that well today, I think they're going to come out and try to be locked in and keep it under thirty. So we'll we'll, we'll see who's right. We should take a poll on Twitter and see right, who, yeah. who, who's closer to this goal, Chris or CJ. Who's yeah. 
<laughs> well, and the and the other reason why I like you know I'm I was thinking about going lower earlier just because I thought the Bills might come out and just try to run with Singletary and Allen. That's what I was thinking. That's but what. the Raiders kind of did that today. Not you know they had the big plays which ended some drives quickly, but and they and the Chiefs were still able to hang thirty two. So that's why I still think it rings in the thirties. We'll see though. It'll be it'll be a fun ball game. It's it would be tough though because if the Chiefs, it'd be kind of it'd be bad. But I don't know. Almost if you're if you're uh what is it superstitious the chiefs would be four and two losing on weeks five and six back-to-back seasons if they lose to the bills because they lost to the colts and texans in back-to-back weeks last year and they went in super bowl so if you're superstitious loss may not to the bills may not be the worst thing in the world but but definitely definitely not rooting for that to happen by any means just kind of pointing out a funny little possibility no you're fine man it'll, it'll definitely be a fun game for sure Originally scheduled for Thursday, now they're scheduling it for Monday night. That'll be our third Monday night game of the season, which will be dope. It'll be very weird um, having a 4 o'clock kickoff for our uh, people here in Kansas City. So make sure you get off work early or ask your boss, can you take a leave of absence for for a day or two? So (laughs) Um, it's it's definitely going to be weird seeing a Monday night game at 4 o'clock. I mean, we're used to the opener of the year being kind of early, but 4 o'clock is super early. So um, it'll it'll, it'll definitely be be a good matchup, be a fun game. Two young quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes in Buffalo. Um, when's, the, when's the last time we played the Buffalo Bills? When's the last time we played? That's a good stat. That's, that's one thing we like, should look It at. was like, it was, uh, I don't think Mahomes has ever played him, so it would have been yeah, 2017 when we lost to the New York team. Remember, we lost to the Jets, Giants, and Bills. So yes, 20, yeah. 2017 would have been the last time. Uh, 2017, yeah. So the last couple of years we had, or, yeah. the last time we played him, so. Been a while. Yeah. Definitely, it's been a while since we went up there. I can't remember the last time we went to Buffalo, let alone play. Right, they they came they came here a couple of times. So, yeah, so us going up there definitely going to be a, um, a new experience. Uh, it'll probably be cold. We'll see, but we're built for the cold weather, so that's always good. But no, it'll definitely be a fun matchup, man. But anything else around the league that you saw today, or anything you're looking forward to tomorrow, Tuesday, anything, any tidbits you want to talk to the fans about? I mean, I got to go with the obvious name. Prayers for Dak Prescott, man. Yeah, that, that, Dak, that's crazy, man. That ankle injury. I mean, it broke skin, compound fracture, had to have yeah. surgery immediately. Um, it's just that's tough crazy. to – and, like, it's always tough to see an injury like that. So – but, like, there's an added element here where you conclude – where you include Dak's uh, con- contract, contract status. Yeah, like, sucks. Like, how does – you know, this – the the injury isn't isn't career threatening um but it's still just it's tough for a guy um hope he gets back to his speedy recovery it's kind of the cowboys are the cowboys as a team are lucky that they actually signed a veteran quarterback in Andy dalton we Bro, can make I all think the that's jokes. why they did that for sure absolutely right make all the jokes you want about Andy dalton in cincinnati he is still a you know decent quarterback especially with the weapons Dallas has. So they still have a chance to actually lead this NFC East because of how bad all the teams are. Terrible. Um, but from that sad story, the other story of the day was Alex Smith getting on the field and playing. Shout out to 11, man. Back on the field playing football. That's crazy. That is absolutely insane. Snap, if you, if, if everyone's, if, if anyone hasn't seen that um, E60, on his um like his a road to recovery, bro. You have to go watch that. The fact that he's even walking, running, on a football field, taking a snap in a game is an accomplishment that no one else can even get close to, bro. The fact that he's even doing that is crazy. So I got a yeah. little up watching him. When I saw his name come across the ticker, it said Alex Smith is in. I'm like, and doing what? 
I'm like, he's going to play? I was like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, and it, it wasn't like he had a, had a great game. He was 9 for 17 for only 37 yards. Um, but just the fact that he was on the field, if you haven't, like like you said, CJ, if you haven't seen Project 11 E60, like you can watch it for free. Go watch it for now. It's like 45 minutes, or I don't even know if it's that long. Um but uh, go give it a look. You won't be disappointed. The thing, the surgeries and the way his leg looked, um, I know most of you are Chiefs fans, so I'm sure all of you are pretty familiar with his story, but it is just just give him the comeback player of the year award now and maybe even name it after him. Bro, he needs it. I don't even think he needs that. He needs his own award after that. <laughs> the right. Alex Smith Award. So, no, yeah, shout out to him, man. I would say some of my tidbits were um, obviously the back injury and Alex Smith coming back. Um, we got news, I think, like a couple hours ago, Dan Quinn has been relieved of his duties in Atlanta. So that's two vacancies now for head coaching jobs. Um, shout out to Romeo Cornell with his first um, inter- interim head yeah, coach that was for Houston. That was good. Uh, yeah, so now the Falcons job would be open. I think a lot of people are looking forward to see if the Jets job will be open as well. That might be the next one that people are waiting for. So, right. But just, just some more updates on, on the coaching opportunities for jobs that have been um, updated since the start of the season. We're only in week five, people. It's only going to get more juicy from here. So, <laughs> No, for sure. We're getting into the meat of the NFL season, starting to f- see where every team is. I'm, I'm excited for it all, man. I mean, the NFL just keeps you keeps you guessing every day. You never know what's going to happen. Week, COVID adds a whole other element of it. But uh, you just got to get after it and, and roll with the punches, you know. It's a week by week league, man. Anything could happen. Like there's there's teams that have no shot to come in there and win. There's teams that you think are going to guarantee to go in there and, and beat up somebody, and they end up losing. So uh, it's a it's a week to week league. That's why I tell people don't overlook anyone, man. It's the NFL, like you just said, the best of the best. Anybody can be beat on any given Sunday. Hence the movie. So. <laughs> Right, right. And before we get out of here, CJ, I feel like we've been the energy's been a little lower than normal just because of the loss. I know what always hypes you up, though. You already know what hypes me up, Chris. Tell, tell the people what they need to hear. Y'all people know what y'all need to do. <laughs> Go get that merch, man. I know, I know it was rough. It was a rough game we had one today. But you know what? We're going to bounce back. We got a Monday nighter, another primetime matchup. The whole world going to see us shake back. Tyron already know. Frank said it. Pat said it. We already know we're going to shake back, man. Go get your sweatshirts. Crew neck, T-shirts, all that good stuff, man. We love the people. Anytime you get some merch, tag us in it. Tag me, Chris, whoever wants. Actually, follow us on our Twitter page. We have an official. We have new banners, new headers in there. Ooh, Aftermath ooh. underscore KC. Please go show us some love. Retweet. If you want to DM us, inbox us, talk to us about anything, we're always open to talk. Yeah, and man, if you haven't checked, that, that, our new logo is looking fresh, man. Like, that's shout out to Christian. Shout out to South House. Shout out to JBs. They always do their thing. They always going to kill it. You guys go to him. We'll definitely mention them. In our tweets, he's the best out. If you guys need any graphic work design, he's the best in the city. No, no, no debate. And again, that is at the aftermath underscore KC. Would love to commute. We're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, now that we have this official account with the official, um, with our official banner, we're gonna get more polls. We're gonna be more active. So please go, go check us out. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. CJ and I, you know, we always like to have a good time, and we like to reflect that on our Twitter page as well. So, all right, that is going to do it for us this week. We will talk to you next time. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, sleep well. To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again.
thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!